On this episode of Kenny and the Coaches, I'm talking with Velma Boys basketball coach Kenny Bear. An Ada, Oklahoma native, Coach Bear went to college at ECU. And after college, Coach Bear started his coaching career at Ada as an assistant football and basketball coach for six years. After that, he became head basketball coach at Cushing for three years. Then Coach Bear spent a year as an assistant coach at Moore High School, and then a year at Apache as the head basketball coach. Then he landed the head basketball coaching position at Velma Elma, where he spent the past 25 years. All that time as the boys head coach and 14 of those years as the girls head coach. In my opinion, Coach Bear is basketball coaching royalty. He's one of those coaches that, as a coach, you want to sit down with, get the pen and paper out, and just ask question after question to you. And you know what? I was lucky enough to do just that. Here's my conversation with Coach Kenny Bear. Coach, thanks for taking time out of your day to talk a little. Um, you know, growing up, I always kind of took a lot of pride in being a Kenny. You know, I didn't know very many other Kennys and kind of thought it was a special name. But especially since I started this podcast, I, I didn't. I not only realized it's not a special name, but that I know a lot of Kennys. There's you, there's Kenny Ridley, there's Kenny Magoo. Did you kind of find that as you were, as you've gone through life, that there's more than just you? <laughs> oh, well, yeah. I mean, I've, I've never thought that uh, I was the only Kenny, but uh, I sure think it's a good name. And yeah. I don't know, I don't know a bad Kenny. Every Kenny I know is, is a good guy and is successful. So there you go. only on uh, South Park, they want to know who killed Kenny. That's yeah. the only <laughs> That's the only bad thing I know about Kenny, but no, I'm, uh, you know, I didn't have any friends in Ada with the name Kenny, but there was some older people. And then, then of course, you know, you get to coaching and you, you meet several Kennys and all the guys you just said, I know really well. So yeah, I think it's a good club to be in. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Now to be a little serious coach. I want to congratulate you on hitting that 500 career wins milestone during this past season. That's, that's a pretty big accomplishment. Not a lot of coaches can say they they achieved. Well, I thank you very much for saying that, and that's that's 500 wins just at Velma, and that's oh, but okay. but what that means, I think, uh, two things. And num- number one, what it means is I've been here a long time, <laughs> and I've been here 25 years, and so uh, you you get to you get to put some wins together. But the other thing is just the the, the support of the parents and the the work ethic of the kids at Velma is, you know, is just just what I was looking for when I when I took this job. Yeah, and we were kind of talking before we started recording that basketball wasn't your first sport. Well, no. Um, growing up, I grew up in Ada, Oklahoma, and went to Ada High School, and my dad was a coach, and he coached junior high football and basketball, and and probably some and golf, and uh, I grew up. Uh, you know, probably football was my first love. Uh, I was a better football player than I was a basketball player, but I loved I loved to play whatever season it was. Yeah. When it was football season, I was all about football. When it was basketball season, I was all about basketball. And then I tried to do whatever spring sport that 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 was going at the time. But um, so out of high school, I went to East Central and and I got to play football at East Central and kind of followed in my brother's footsteps. My brother Tommy had started for four years at East Central, and and he had set some records as a, as a receiver, oh, and uh, so that kind of was my goal coming out of high school. I I moved to receiver in Ada High as a junior and played there as a junior and senior, and yeah. 
went and got to go to college and uh, kind of follow Tommy's footsteps. And so anyway, I, I football was my my first passion, and and I took my first job at Ada High School. I thought I was getting into coaching to be a football coach, but. Yeah. You know, when when you when you're a beginning coach, you don't get to just specialize in any sport. And yeah, uh, you know, I was helping with basketball, and Doug Tolan was was the basketball coach at Ada, and I really uh, enjoyed working with him. And after four years of uh, of, of really doing both, assistant football and assistant basketball, uh, my wife Julie and I had had a child, and. Uh, I don't know, just circumstances. I don't think it was circumstances, but just I guess my my love and interest just drew further into basketball. Yeah, and uh, that was a really tough decision for me. Uh, you know, my my head coach in high school football was Larry McBroom. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and then he was still the head coach when I took the assistant job, and for me to go tell him after four years that I I kind of. I wasn't telling him I was quitting, but I was wanting to get into focus on basketball more. Uh, anyway, that was mm-hmm. that was tough for me, but the, being the man he is and was, and um, he he handled it really well. And I mean, just yeah. supported me a hundred percent and told me, you know, he hated to lose me as an assistant high school coach, but wished me well and would help me in any way he can. So yeah. from that point on, I kind of was focused on being a. A basketball coach and and i learned a whole lot of what i do from doug tolan and mm-hmm. and then he he helped me get my first job and and then there i went now did you uh when you kind of back backtracking to the football just a little bit did you work did you ever coach with your brother well no we never did coach together mm-hmm. um when i was uh he he left college and he went to work at tinker field and he was working I don't even really know what his job was, but then he got out of that and came back to Ada and worked in the insurance business. And then he he actually came and and did some a volunteer coaching when I was my senior year in high school. He was one of the assistant volunteer coaches at Ada High, and and, and we had a successful season. But as far as us coaching together, we never really did. Uh, yeah. So, but but I mean I. I followed him, and I go to his, as many games as I can per mm-hmm. season that he does. But yeah, that's something that would have been nice to do. But we never—I think it would have been nice to do. We might have been been at each other a little bit. But that's what uh, I was going to say. I don't know if I were to coach <laughs> with my brother. I don't know how good that would yeah. turned out. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm the same way. I think it would have been fun, but there might have been some moments. You never know. Yeah. Now on the on the basketball, you guys are year in and year out talking about Velma. One of the best teams in the area, one of the better teams in the state, You're constantly making deep runs in the playoffs. What's the secret formula to Velma basketball? Well, I, 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 no, I kind of hit on it a while ago. I really think uh, the support of the parents uh, and just from from the time they get into school, the the success of the of the people ahead of the kids that we have now. You know, they. I just think they grow up thinking success, and and you've heard the saying, "Success breeds success." Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, the constant of, of of a coach being here as long as I have, and and the support I've had from the parents and the administrators administration at the school has just been outstanding. And 
you know, my the job I left to come to here when I told the the preceding superintendent that I think I'm going to take this job in Velma, and he goes, well, you know, if you go to Velma, they're going to expect you to win. Hmm. And I thought, you know, yeah. I didn't say anything, but I'm thinking, well, that's exactly what I want. That's Absolutely. what I grew up with. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Ada, we thought that we were supposed to win just by showing up. And mm-hmm. and the kids at Velma, you know, kind of have that attitude that, you know, we're we're going to work hard and and we're supposed to win. And I've I've had very few problems uh, with parents uh, over 25 seasons because uh, I talked to some coaches, you know, along each season, and they tell me kind of stuff they're going through, and I just really have to count my blessings that yeah. that we haven't had much of that here, but. I think that with the way the kids expect to win and, and they work hard and they do what's asked of them in the summertime and in the off season and, and especially during the season, yeah. um, that has just, and, and we've had good kids, had some good talent. So mm-hmm. uh, it's just been a really good fit for me here at Thelma. Is that something, is that all kind of played in the, what's encouraged you to stay there that long? Well, you know, it is. Uh, it's hard to leave a place where you feel like you have a chance to win 20 games a season yeah, uh, to go someplace else. And I've had, I've had opportunities uh, mm-hmm. to leave and I've, I've considered a couple of them. I've, I've been asked to go back to Ada two or three times. And uh, honestly, one of the times I was, I was ready, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, on the other side, I think every, every married man would know what I'm about to say next is this is my wife's hometown. Yeah. My wife, Julie graduated <laughs> from Velma and, We've came back here, and her family's here, and, and, and really with the fit of the community and school, it, it just feels like home. And what I'm about to say is that when Mama's happy, everybody's happy. Yep. <laughs> happy wife, happy life, and all that stuff. So we, we decided to stay at Belma, and, and uh, I have never regretted that I didn't take any other job. I've really enjoyed, and I still enjoy the, 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 the town and the school that we have and the community support that we get here at Belma. Are you are you big on kids playing like AAU ball, summer ball, or do you kind of prefer? I them? am. I, I think the more you play, the better you get. And and honestly, Kenny, uh, over the years we don't have a lot that do that. I, I encourage them to, and uh, but I, you know, very few have. Mm-hmm. But I think the ones that have, you've seen big improvement from one season to the next because of it. I guess that's kind of – oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, right now we have some kids in our younger classes that I think are – I've heard them talk, and they're wanting to try to find a team and and get to play. And I really do, and I have no problem with it. I I actually think that helps, and that's where the good players become great. Yeah. And the the average players become good. I honestly believe that. That's what I was going to say. Just from kind of being back in it the last three years, I haven't noticed a lot of Velma kids playing – you know, yeah, AAU we have, yeah, we haven't had a lot. Uh, now, the, what I ask of our guys to do in the summer, they they willingly do it, and and they always mm-hmm. always show up. But you know, we we go to a team camp and maybe play nine games, and then we'll play maybe six to ten to twelve uh, just summer league games, and that's usually all we ever get done in the summertime. And yeah, uh, kids are able to come to the gym and, and work on their shooting. Uh, some on their own in the off season. So, um, and and you know, one thing I think that that I'm a little bit different than some of the basketball coaches out there. I 
truly want our kids to go play football. I want them to go route for track, baseball, mm-hmm. whatever it is. But I've, I've really encouraged several kids over the years that weren't planning on playing football to, to go out. You need to go out there and play. They need you, and, and I think it would benefit you as an athlete. Mm-hmm. And on the flip side, in 25 years, I probably can't name five kids that should have played basketball that didn't. Most of the yeah. the athletes that are that are multi sport athletes, they they will come out and participate. And mm-hmm. I, I think that's one of the reasons for Valma's success in all sports is that we have good participation and we don't have any coaches that are encouraging kids. Hey, man, you just need to stick with this. You need to. We need you all. You know, in 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 the weight room, we need you. You know, whatever. Yeah. But uh, we all work together and. Uh, and we when we get good participation from multi-sport kids, absolutely, absolutely. Now talking about some of your uh, some of the teams you've coached over the years, those back-to-back championship years. What was so special about those teams? Well, that was with girls basketball, and mm-hmm. uh, that was my fourth year to come. That was my entering my fourth year at Velma. I had got hired at Velma in the ninety-seven, ninety-eight season to be the boys coach. And Rocky Clark was hired to be the girls' coach at the same time. He left after three after the third year, and I was not planning on leaving. And then we hired a guy. Um, he moved in maybe the last week of May. He took the girls to a three-day team camp someplace or another, mm-hmm. and that's all they did. And then the day before school started in August, this guy left. Oh, man. I mean, he just came in and said, whatever he said and he left wow and uh my daughter was going to be in the eighth grade so i was really interested in who they were planning on getting to be the girls basketball coach mm-hmm. at that time there was nobody available that didn't have a job so they said well coach you're gonna have to coach both teams and i said i'm not coaching girls i don't want to <laughs> i don't want to go down that road and yeah and they said well it's either that or we're just going to make some you know, one of these other coaches on staff do it. And, you know, they they weren't basketball people. Yeah, yeah. So I said, I'll do it, but I sure don't want it to take away from the boys because, uh, you know, I was going to have a good boys team coming back that season. And so I, I start coaching girls basketball, and uh, I didn't know any way to, to coach other than the way I had been coaching boys. So we did the exact same drills and the same offense and defense and plays and, all that stuff and I pushed them and coached them I didn't know you weren't supposed to coach girls any different so yeah I pushed them and coached them like boys and I mean we got after it and uh, and I think they took to it like uh, ducks to water I mean they they really excelled at, at the at the style of play that we used and we had some what made it success is man I had some really good athletes I mean yeah. really good girl athletes at the time and, and uh when I took the job, I had no earthly idea that we're going to be a team that's going to state tournament. Yeah. And it just, you never, you know, we didn't even talk about it. We didn't talk about going to state tournament, being state champs, being the best. It's just like, who we play next? Who's our next game? Yeah. And then the next thing you know, you've got one or two losses and you're headed into the, the playoffs and you're thinking, well, man, let's just go. Who we got next? And mm-hmm. um, it just so happened we played the, uh, uh, the coach Clark's team, and uh, in the state finals that year, he went to Washington. Oh wow! And Valma and Washington girls had had some battles in softball over the years, 
and uh, here he is left Velma to take this Washington job and, and I'm having to coach the girls and we meet in the state finals and hmm. uh, it really was a good game for us and we we played everything clicked that night and uh, we were we were able to win and it was just kind of out of the blue and unexpected and very exciting yeah uh, for for us and then uh, the next season I had two seniors that graduated off that first team but then I had a good group of you know my daughter's class was eighth graders they were all going to be freshmen so I knew we were going to be good again and uh, now we were kind of thinking about hey can we do this again mm-hmm. and uh, you know we go through the season and have a I think we had two losses that year too. One, well, no, one year was twenty-seven and one, and one year was twenty-seven and two. So wow. this second year we had two losses, and uh, we did play Coach Clark's team in the area finals, and they beat us. And then we turned around in consolation finals and got by Apache. Mm-hmm. And then Washington was on the other side of the bracket and got upset in the semifinals by Okarchi. And then when we played Okarchi in the finals again, both. Both both of our finals games were really we jumped out early to the double digit lead and and you know you're thinking as a coach man I hope we don't blow this double digit lead they'll never let me down yeah. or let me let me hear the end of it but we were able to win both games uh, double digits and got a, got the early lead and held on to it so uh, what a start I, I should have quit coaching girls right then you know and just go. <laughs> yeah two years two state championships and say this is this is how it's done and and i don't need to do this anymore but yeah but i didn't and i've i've really enjoyed uh coaching girls over the years too yeah that's and just kind of talking about state tournament games it seems like yeah i think like last year i think hydro girls won all their games pretty easy but it seems like every game in the state tournament is you know a mistake here a mistake there and you know or you know you capitalize on those mistakes it always seems like they're good games they're not just blowouts boy there are i mean you're talking well usually you know you go to the state tournament year in year out you're talking about eight teams that there's not a lot of difference in yeah now Mm -hmm. hydro girls that you just mentioned is an exception they they were you know we we got beat by them in regional finals last year Mm -hmm. and we were down 10 and a half and felt like that you know, that was a moral victory, and then they ended up beating us by 30, I think. And yeah. They ended up beating everybody else by 30, so they were exceptional. But, yeah, you're right. When you get the state tournament, if you just rock back and forth, and it seems like one play here or there is going to determine which way it goes. And uh, that's why I love I love this time of the season uh, yeah. and going to watch games. I love coaching in these type of games, but uh, when you can't coach, I still – this is my favorite time is to go watch uh, – Go watch other teams play at the state tournament. Yeah. Now, you've coached in a lot of, like, tournament championship games, games in the playoffs that are high-intensity games. What was – do you have, like, a memorable game that you can remember? Oh, man. There's so many. But, I mean, you, I guess you'd have to say the two state championship games. Yeah. Uh, but, man, I've had some big games with the boys. Uh, it just seems like most of them in – you know, if you don't win that last one, you're disappointed. True. But, yep. man, had some chances and uh i don't i guess you know any one big game i, I tell you one thing i've learned at Velma that i didn't know growing up uh is how important county tournaments are yeah man. and uh i mean at ada we didn't play in the, in the pontotoc county tournament because we were a big school kind of mm-hmm. like duncan does it play in the stevens county yeah but i moved here and just thought well that's just a tournament we're going to but man i quickly found out the people not only Velma but but across the county 
that's an important tournament for these folks. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. fortunately, we've had some really uh, we've had really good success in the Stevens County tournament over the years and games with uh, I can name all the schools we've had really good games with. But some of the games that Aaron Weist and I talked last Friday night at a game Saturday night and. Uh, Man, we've had some battles with Comanche, and, and I have with Coach Weist, and then uh, Kirk Harris over at Marlowe mm-hmm. uh, playing those guys. We've had some really good games that go down to the wire. Uh, and, and you know, you've been to many state uh, Stevens County games. The, the Saturday night games at Stephen County is as good as it gets for oh, small yeah. school basketball. I mean, it's no matter what gym it's in, there's standing room only. So yeah. mm-hmm. uh, those are some big games uh, that I remember. Uh very well about is, is the Stephen County games. When I asked that question, the one the one that kept popping in my head was the overtime game in the state tournament last year. Oh, God, how could I forget that? <laughs> I mean, that's what I was like. All right, you're gonna bring it up. You're gonna bring it yeah, up. I'm gonna talk about the, yes. Uh, <laughs> golly, uh, me and Coach Hunt, my my assistant last year was Stephen Hunt, and uh, we went to to watch some games yesterday, and we're coming home, and uh, we talked about that game. Uh, Golly, yeah, we had to play at 9 o'clock in the morning at the big house, which is just awesome. Yes. Um, it's just what an experience. And, uh, you know, that's one of those games you felt like you were going to win, but then they just they wouldn't go away. They just kept coming back, and, mm-hmm. and they would have a lead. And but, but what we talked about and what happened in that game is at the end of the fourth quarter, we had the ball going for the last shot. So we were either going to win or, or going to tie. Mm-hmm. And then we go to overtime, and we had the shot. We had the ball with the last 30 seconds, and, and we were going to do the same thing. And we missed, and we missed, and then we did it again in the second overtime. But <laughs> but what we were talking about, it it wasn't near as stressful probably as it was on the other coach because if, if you're going down to the last shot, you would rather have the ball than have to play defense. Yes. And mm-hmm. it just so happened that on, on the fourth quarter and the first two overtimes, we had the ball for the last shot. We just we couldn't get it to go. Yeah. And then in the in the third overtime, we finally separate ourselves. We hit some free throws, and we got a timely steal. And then the other team, you know, you get to where you're trying to hurry and shoot shoot shots that you probably don't need to be shooting. And mm-hmm. it just worked out where we kind of pulled away there in the end of the third overtime. But when that buzzer went off, the excitement. Uh, and the relief, uh, you know, because I'd been to – that was my seventh state tournament for Velma boys mm-hmm. in 24 years and hadn't won a game in the first six. We were uh, we lost the first round. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you always go up there and you play really good teams. And we had a chance to win a few of them, and we got blew out a couple of them. But, yeah. um, so to finally get that win in the state tournament with the boys was was very special game. And, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I I said this last year when it happened with the COVID and being virtual the year before and some last year's half halfway it seemed like and yeah. just I felt like that's what our uh, our school needed and our community needed is is just the I don't know the the bond that that sports brings to small small towns uh, and and kind of all pulling for the same goal and to get a win it was just it was really special yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of kicking myself. I, I started to come up there last year, and I was like, ah, I may come another night. And then I kept seeing the results come in. I was like, overtime. I was like, oh, okay, but yeah, it's a good game. The second overtime, I was like, oh, my yeah. gosh. 
But what? Uh, well, oh, go ahead. You go ahead. know, one one thing about that, and I thought this because I went and watched some uh, Class A games yesterday, and I get more nervous and uptight watching games in situations when it's coming down to the, you know, the nitty gritty. Mm-hmm. But when I'm coaching, I don't feel that. I'm. I guess your mind is so focused on what are you going to do next? What do you need to call? What do you need to tell this kid? Uh, you I don't feel nervous in those situations. Uh, you because. I guess you're part of the game, but just yesterday I'm sitting there watching the game that's going down to whoever gets the ball last is going to win. And, man, you just kind of feel yourself on edge as a fan uh, just watching. So, yeah. anyway. Oh, yeah, yep. Now, what um, uh, what would some advice you would give what, – what would be some advice you would give for young coaches? Well, what I think about uh, young coaches when they get into this game um, – not just basketball, but any sport, you, you've you got to get in there and, and, and put in the time, and, and probably you're going to have to get in there in multiple sports. And uh, you got to really get in there and learn. It's not as easy as it was when you played for a coach just to get in there and do what that coach did and expect it to be just like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but probably what they don't know is that coach they played for came up and no telling how many thousands of miles they drove on the bus and how many floors they've swept and lines they've marked and films they've graded and uh, lesson plans and practice plans they've put together and clinics they've gone to. And, uh, you know, it just takes a while, but I, I think I think some of the young coaches get in it and they want to be like their successful coaches were and think they can pick up and start right there and uh, maybe want to cut a few corners and I, I would just encourage all young coaches is to get in there and don't cut corners and 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 put in the time and develop relationships with other coaches and and with, with your athletes yeah now kind of you kind of talk about older coaches and stuff like that have you I, I was talking to this with uh, I was talking about this with Kenny Magoo on my first one about the change in style of play over the years do, do you kind of sense that there's been like a I don't know. Is defense more prevalent now, or because it just seems like the scores are low to me? I, you well, know, just when I got back into it, I've been—I was out of it for six or seven years. And I come think, back. Oh, go ahead. I think the scores are low because that three-point line. Uh, yep. You know, back when I'm old enough to, we didn't even have this three-point line, uh, <laughs> so not very many people took those far outside shots, and most of the shots you were taking were a little bit higher percentage. Mm-hmm. And better looks, and then most of us, when we finish the season, when you look at your final team stats, if you would think about all the shots that you took, that maybe you you could have gotten a better shot, your percentages would have been way higher, and therefore would have led to higher scores. But what I've what I think has evolved in the game since I've began coaching, and for sure when I was playing, today's game is a guards game. Yes. Uh, when I when I was in growing up, I mean, it was all about who who can you get the ball to inside. Mm-hmm. And when in my high school, we got to go to the state tournament my senior year. I mean, we we fed the post. We had two good post players, and they, you know, we didn't care. I mean, we just that's what we had to do, and that's what we did. And then I, you know, grew up and Lou Alcindor and mm-hmm. uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You know, yeah, his name now, and and Bill Russell and. And, you know, it's this big man's game. Mm-hmm. Big man, you had to have a big man to win it. And now, uh, 
you need four or five guards that can handle the ball and move, pass, catch, and shoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's what I've noticed more than anything. The, the the evolution of the game is is gone from more of a big man dominance to a guards game. Yeah. Now, what if anything would you like to see changed or adjusted in high school basketball in Oklahoma? Like, if you were to say it would be nice if what? Well, you know, we had a, a survey this past year. I guess it was a straw poll. Uh, do you, would you be in favor of, of implementing the shot clock, 35-second shot clock? Mm-hmm. And maybe 10 years ago I would have said no, but now that I know that I'm probably, you know, I'm, I'm in the last chapter of my basketball coaching. I know that. Not, not my last season, but I'm getting there. Yeah. I'm 59 mm-hmm. years old and have coached 36 years and head coach probably 29 years, I think. Uh, I, I'll probably in my past wouldn't have wanted a shot clock because there's times when we've held the ball and wanted to hold the ball. Mm-hmm. But I would, I think at this point, I think it would be fun to, yeah. to, to see a shot clock. So you, you know, as a fan, you don't like it as a coach. Sometimes you love it because you can hold the ball, but yeah. uh, <clears throat> I think that I would like to see that happen. And then I, I have the last two years. I I have come to find out. I don't know what a, what a walk is anymore. I don't know. I really. Yeah. I'm I'm saying that kind of jokingly, but, but I honestly don't know what they consider walks anymore. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not bad mouthing officials, but I think they've changed. It's not black and white anymore. And mm-hmm. you know, your pivot foot comes up and it hits the ground. That's a walk. Because mm-hmm. uh, I see. And, and our kids will make a move, too, where you, when you plant, you spin back, and then you put that other foot back down on the floor. It should be a walk, but they don't call that much mm-hmm. anymore. And so I don't know. Uh, but if, if it was just one thing that I would like to see, I would really like to see the shot clock, I think. Yeah, that would be cool. And talking about the walks, but the one that kind of irks me the most is whenever I see kids catch it on the three-point line, feet set, and then set their feet again. And then shoot it. And they, I, I don't think hey, I've seen that called in three years. Kenny, you don't know how much I've, I've said that to people. Uh, like you catch the ball and then you hop. Yes. Without a dribble. Yes. And they don't. I don't get it. It's a walk. It's a walk. But they don't call it. I, I saw several kids do that yesterday, and I was telling Coach Anderson, "Now why is that not a walk?" Yeah. You yeah. can't do that. But I'm I'm with you on that. I've thought that for a long time. Uh, <laughs> uh, one time, I'm not going to get something <laughs> that official. So, because yeah. uh, I asked the official before the game, because the team we were going to play did that, mm-hmm. and I said, it, I got a ball from the, the the clock keeper, and I said, so let me ask you a question. If I got the ball right here and I hop over here, I said, is that a walk? And the, and they go, well, yeah, it's a walk every time. <laughs> so it happened in the game. I said, hey, they did that. Did you see that? And he goes, well. He said, I'll get it next time. I missed it. And then, <laughs> then they did it again, and I said something. And he goes, Coach, I'm not going to call that. You better be quiet and stay in your box. And I'm thinking, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, but I'm glad you said that because I think the same thing. Okay. I didn't want to be the only crazy one out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I don't think it's crazy. Yeah. All right. One final question. This kind of the, you know, kind of off topic a little bit. If Coach Kenny Bear didn't become a coach, what would he be doing? Well, I tell you what I tell people, and it, it's kind of as a joke. Uh, but all the kids that I've had at Velma in class know this, and I don't have the talent for it. But if I did, 
I would be an Elvis impersonator. <laughs> I'm an Elvis nut, and uh, All right. I kids kids in my math class after I teach the 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 topic for the day, and then it's time to work on their lesson. I'll turn on Elvis, and uh, <laughs> you know, within a month, they're snapping their fingers and tapping their feet. And, uh, I kind of use it as a teaching tool because I said, you know what? When you tell me you can't learn how to divide fractions and you're not capable of learning, I said, you learn, you you know every word to this song. And a month ago, you didn't know who Elvis Presley was. So, yeah. uh, but anyway, that's kind of a joke. Uh, I don't know what else I would do. I think uh, my dad was a, a teacher and a coach and a principal. Mm-hmm. And all my life, he had tried to steer me away from this profession. I don't know why, but he did. <laughs> and, uh, and my brother, like I said, he he went into another profession just because mainly our dad kind of pushed us that direction. But mm-hmm. after two years in college, uh, I had a I, I was going into uh, business management was my major, mm-hmm. and then I just I had a I don't know just a epiphany or something, and I felt like I I was sitting in a, an accounting two class, and I had a guy on my right shoulder and a guy on my left shoulder having a debate on what I needed to do and. The guy on the right shoulder one said that I need to be a coach and a teacher. Yeah. So yeah. the next day I went in and changed my major and I went home and talked to my mom and dad about it. And they were 100% supportive. So yeah. um, never have uh, thought I could do anything else. That's why people ask me when I'm going to retire because I'm able to. Mm-hmm. And I said, what am I going to do? I don't know how to do anything else. So, <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, well, anyway. Uh, but uh, coach, thanks for taking time out of your day to talk with me. Well, I appreciate you calling and, and being on the show. I, I think you did a, a good job with this. And I don't know if anybody listens, but I've listened to your other ones. And, and I've enjoyed hearing what other coaches had to say. So thank you very much for including me. Oh, no problem. And, hey, next season when we play you guys, I thoroughly <laughs> expect to see you dressed as Elvis on the side. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I, I might can uh, go halfway with that. <laughs> One thing that I've done throughout my coaching career, and it's definitely not a good thing, is that when I see another coach that's had a lot of success or I think is really good at what they do, I will make the assumption, no, this person is arrogant or this person won't be someone that opens up about what they do. Well, Coach Barry isn't like that. I never really had an opportunity to sit down and talk with Coach Barry until this podcast, and he's definitely not any of those things. You can add whatever positive adjectives about him, but the bottom line, he's just a good guy, and he's good at what he does. And when you watch him coach, he's just like Elvis. Calm, cool, and collected, and never gets all shook up. You like that? Thanks for listening to Kenny and the Coaches. Go ahead and subscribe to my podcast and tell others about it. It's Kenny and the Coaches, and that's Kenny with an E. Until next time.